Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Up and Grow Girl. In this episode, I was speaking to Meta, who is the founder of Nails by Mets. And I thought it was really interesting because Meta is someone that probably a lot of us can relate to. She started a business based on her service. It's a lean business. She was her business for quite a quite a long time. And now she's scaled something that is very, very personal to her and has created opportunities for herself to work with big brands and to create a brand name really. So I think it's really interesting and you can gain a lot of motivation in terms of how to build a business in a lean sense. And it doesn't always have to be about big investors and big jumps forward. It can be one day at a time doing what you do and doing it really well and just making a success out of it that way. So let's get straight into the episode and you can hear it from Meta. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Up and Grow Girl. Today I'm with Meta, who runs Nails by Mets. Would you like to just introduce yourself quickly and give us a little line or two about yourself and what you do? Sure. So I'm Meta Francis. I'm the founder of Nails by Mets, which is a mobile nail service company based in London. And yeah... (laughs) <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> so maybe you could tell us like a little career walkthrough in terms of how you got to be doing this and sure. when you went full-time and mm-hmm. if you did anything else before that as well yeah so way back when straight out of uni I actually um was a technology consultant that was like my first oh, job yeah it was my different. first job out of university yeah really different I studied marketing and e-business oh. and um I got a job with a like large IT company. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go for that. Because I always thought that the corporate world was for me. Mm-hmm. I always saw myself being like a high flyer in like the city in Canary Wharf. So I thought, oh, this is amazing. And um, I joined this company as part of the graduate scheme. And it was quite a big scheme. So there were loads and loads of students um, who had recently graduated. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed it for like the first few years. But then after a while, it just started to get quite stressful. And I felt like, oh, I can't really do this for the rest of my life. I was a consultant. So I was traveling all over the UK um, to some really obscure places and living out of a hotel like Monday to Thursday. Yeah, it was really difficult because... At first it was fun because there were there was a big community of like other graduates who would be on the same project. So it would almost be like you were at uni or there was like a community feel. Yeah. But then as we all progressed and went off on our own projects, it would just be like me in a random place up north by myself in a hotel room. And I just felt really unhealthy. I was eating out every single day. Um, I couldn't make my own food. And I was just tired and stressed really yeah and I just thought I can't do this if I have a family you know in the future then I can't be living away from home and I just kind of looked around at the people who had been in the company for over 10 20 years and to be honest they all looked pretty miserable and I just thought that's not really what I want like 
husbands wouldn't see their families for most of the week. A lot of the mums weren't there for like special occasions with their children. And I just thought this is not what I want. So, um, yeah, a few years after I started, I just thought I need to start my own business. I think it was it was 2010, which was a particularly stressful year for me at work. I remember my friend said to me, she looked at me, she's like, Meta, you look really like gaunt. You look like I could snap you in half. And I didn't really notice it because, you know, when it's yourself, you just don't notice how your body changes yeah. or how you are. But then when she said that, I just kind of like pulled back and I was like, you know what, she's actually right. Like, how did I get to this point? Yeah. And that's when I was like, no, this is it. I need to just do my own thing and like start planning for the future. And that's when I was like, I need to start my own business. Um... And pretty much I just researched so much stuff. I thought of so many different ideas because I thought if I'm going to do this, it has to be like legit. I have to be doing something that I really enjoy that I'm not going to get bored with six months, one year down the line. So it was a time when really exciting things were happening in the nail industry. And I generally just enjoyed doing my nails anyway, like looking after them. Um, Not even so much going to the nail salon because to be honest, like I said, I had no time. But I was just constantly busy. But it would have been nice to have gotten my nails done. Yeah. And um, at this time, like, while nails were on the scene, they were making nail art really popular and mainstream in the UK. There were people like Sophie Robson, the Illustrated Nail. Um, and it was when Shellac, C&D Shellac, was just being launched yeah. in the UK, when Jellish was coming out, when things like Minx, which is like the metallic coatings, had oh. just come out. So... There was so much new, so many new things in the industry. And I thought, you know what, I could be part of that. And I thought, let me go and do some research. Let me see what sort of training I can do. And let me see if this is something that I could potentially offer as a mobile service. Yeah. Because when I did, a, you know, I did my searches online, I was looking for mobile nail technicians. A lot of the ones that I found were quite old school. It was just like classic manicures and pedicures, yeah. whereas I had such an interest in like nail art and doing all of these new things that I thought, I think there's a gap here. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much how it started. And I just decided to go and train um, with the Creative Academy in London, which is C&D. Um, and I did that alongside my job in IT. So like I took days off work to go and train. I didn't tell anybody at work that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and basically just trained in like manicures and then like gelish and then minks because I knew that I couldn't do everything all at once. So yeah. I thought, let me start with manicures and with, the, you know, those sorts of treatments. And then basically once I qualified, I practiced on a few people like my friends, like family, and then word got out. So then it, there would be a few friends or family or friends of friends who wanted me to do their mm-hmm. nails. Yeah. So I just did that um, for like the first few months. This was like the tail end of 2010, so like October to December. Oh, okay. And then basically I just designed a website because I had no money to really invest yeah. in a website. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to do this myself. So I just taught myself how to code. Um, this is before I even knew there were things like WordPress. Or, fully code from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, fully coding from the beginning. Squarespace. I, I did not know. I swear Squarespace did not exist oh back then. God. But I didn't even know you could go onto WordPress and like get a template. Yeah. I, like I literally <laughs> sat there and I learned how to code. I learned all about SEO and I built a site from scratch in Dreamweaver, which is like, oh my God. yeah, it's a pretty big deal to be honest. It yeah. wasn't like the best looking website now looking back but at the time it really did what it needed to do and yeah yeah, I just I remember I launched it well I wanted to launch it on the 1st of January January and I remember on New Year's Eve um I called up my um my web guys and happy to host and I was like 
Lawrence, the website's not up. Can you get it up? And it was like maybe 10 o'clock at night. So we're both like trying to get out and celebrate New Year's Eve. So he finally got it up and running. And then on the 1st of January, 2011, that's when it went went live. And I was like, hey guys, here's my website. And you know, this is what I'm doing. Um, And you had quit your job or not yet? Not yet, no. So I was still doing it alongside my full-time job. So this was, a case of going to visit clients after work, yeah. evenings, weekends. It was a really busy time. Like To be honest, I wasn't sleeping <laughs> much and I probably put on more workload on my plate. Yeah. But what it did was it gave me something else to focus on other than my actual day job. So it yeah. meant that when I left the office, I left the office. Like I wasn't taking work home. Yeah. I wasn't stressing about that. I was like, no, I've done what I needed to do. I've delivered on my projects. I've delivered on whatever I needed to now I can just focus on building my business yeah which is pretty much what I did so yeah at the beginning it was that there were a lot of private clients who pretty much found me on google which is thanks to the seo and the website Mm -hmm. yeah so I had a lot yeah I had a lot of um private clients so like visiting people in their homes but then I remember a few months after I started I got an email from a PR agency who asked me whether I could do nail art at one of their press events and that's when I was like, oh, this is like a whole nother avenue that I hadn't even considered or yeah. thought of. And it was a pretty big deal because it was um, it was at the Shrosky Lounge in London and it was to launch um, a collaboration between two designers. So it was like a big event and um, it was for, they wanted two nail technicians. So that was the first time I actually thought, oh gosh, I need to hire somebody else. So I put something out on Twitter and I found another amazing nail technician um, who came and worked for me under the Nails by Mets brand. Yeah. And um, from there, I started to get more requests. And then the more sort of press events I did, the more branding events, the more sort of in-store events, the more things came to me. Yeah. So from there, it's just grown and grown. Um, I've got quite a lot of private regular clients but then a lot of corporate clients as well so yeah and that's where I am today it's been eight years since I started or almost eight years eight years in January um and yeah for the first I would say three or four years I did it alongside my full-time job okay so I it was really hard but I was just like really building the business I thought I can't leave just yet and I always had it in my mind that when I have a family that's when I'm going to leave yeah that was always like the end goal so finally when I was on when I did get pregnant well I got married um pregnant um when I went on maternity I was like let me use this time yeah. to really push it and see whether I can do this whether this can be like my sole income um and to be honest as soon as I went on maternity I just I thought I, I don't think I want to go back yeah I, I just knew I think I had already mentally checked out um but you know you have this sort of return to work conversation and I did I did say to my employees I was like could you do could I do four days a week could we be more flexible and they said to be honest in the job that you do as a consultant as a consultant you can't really do that yeah and they were really willing to help me um look at other roles within the business but because I wasn't really interested I thought you know what it's fine it's the right time yeah it's the right time yeah so yeah the last four years it's been full-time, full-time now, so that's, yeah. Wow. So, because I was going to ask you that in terms of a lot of the businesses that I speak to in terms of the people that work for them, mm-hmm. it's a, a team, it's a, a bigger business, or they've even got a, a massive investor or something like that. Mm-hmm. So 
what I think is so fascinating about you is it's just you it's literally yeah you and your idea and your skill that you have for yourself it's not even like um you've gone and got someone else's product it's what you can do you are your business and I I did wonder how do you get yourself such big because I obviously met you at Mahiki yes yeah the friends of Mahiki yeah Mm -hmm. so so working with a big brand that's been around for a long time yeah and sometimes I think it's quite a competitive space and with people like Warnells and big brands which have got obviously lots of employees and things like that Mm -hmm. it's it, it must be very competitive but I think it's amazing that you've got yourself into and you've got you get hired for these big events and obviously mm-hmm. that gives you so many more connections and so I was going to ask you how how did you get into that did you kind of fell um, into it almost I would or? say I'm quite lucky in that sometimes opportunities come to me like I do have a team I have a nails by Mets team but it's a fluid workforce so um what that means is that I, I've got a whole long list of amazing nail technicians nail artists yeah and whenever I do have events i sort of put it out there to say hey guys who's available would you like to come away from the Nails by Mets team yeah. you know these are the terms and conditions etc what I am trying to do is move to a business model where I would actually be able to hire like employ people because that's yeah. really what I think is best for the business mm-hmm. but for now a fluid workforce works well um and to be honest I think it's a case of in terms of winning clients it's being able to show them this is what I've done and yeah. um, being able to create such a strong reputation in the industry as okay nuts by Mets they've done events with x y and z brand we know that they're reliable they're professional they're yeah. really great at what they do because I think when people think about nails they just think oh I'm just going to turn up and paint nails or do a bit of nail art and that is completely not just what I do yeah. <laughs> a lot of what I do is like project management or like even events management it's a lot of actually business planning yeah so I think when brands come to me and I have this sort of really professional and business-minded approach and yeah. I can understand what they want from events and how to work best with them, they really appreciate that. It's not just a case of, oh, okay, this is what I'm, I'm going to paint nails. Yeah. It doesn't stop there sort no. of thing. Um, and because where I did study marketing um, and where I did do, do have some events management experience from my IT job and from a placement that I did many years ago in yeah. events management, I think that really helps. Um, it's all about building the relationships, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I might meet one person at an event like you. I met you at the Friends of Mahiki event. Yeah. And then you've contacted me for something else. And it's just yeah. being able to build a relationship with all of the people that you meet. Um, and to be honest, just being reliable and turning up and doing an amazing job and yeah. making sure that you take off any stress from them because if you think about it there's a yeah, there could be a massive brand they want to make sure that their event is the most successful event if you're just rocking up just to paint nails and you haven't considered everything that might be affecting them like have you got all of the furniture and things like that then you're just adding stress to that person and they're going to be yeah. like oh my gosh this person doesn't really know what they're doing or they're not really helping me yeah it's not just about oh I'm just going to turn up make a quick bit of money and that's it it's it's not just that yeah so, so that that makes a lot of sense and um so I guess what what you're kind of saying is you have you conceptualize when you mm-hmm. are working with someone yeah you sell them not just oh, I'm going to come paint nails but you sell them a whole idea and a concept definitely it's a whole it's a whole package like for me all of my bookings the event planner or the person who's organizing the event they will always have access to me I'm almost working as a consultant for them yeah to help them make the best out of their event with our service yeah and it's it's a partnership at the end of the day yeah I think that's probably the difference in 
getting yourself to where you are because Mm -hmm. I I can relate to it in terms of blogging yeah and I'm not I don't have the biggest following but I have some partnerships with brands which I probably wouldn't have yeah if it wasn't for they kind of reach out to you and say oh do you want to post a picture of this you know Mm -hmm. it's very simple in the way that maybe somebody might ask you to just come and just paint nails yeah and then it's, it's maybe gifting. They just want to send me something and me to post a picture of it. And you have to come up with this whole concept of what if I did this and this, yeah. and then I did it for you every month for this many months and you paid me for it. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, somebody's just strategized for us. Exactly. Which yeah. I guess is what your, yeah. your role it's, is as well. It's sometimes going above and beyond really because so many brands, they'll reach out to 10 different nail technicians or nail, brand, um, you know, nail service brands yeah. and you know, you have to differentiate yourself. It's like, okay, well, you know, I could be the cheapest, but actually I don't want to be the cheapest. And there's a reason why people pay my rate. You know, it's, you know, there's always going to be somebody cheaper, but it's whether that brand wants the cheapest brand or they want the best brand. Yeah. You know, they want the value. That's a really good point. Yeah. Differentiating yourself with your value proposition. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And actually going back to something else businessy you said, which I yeah. found really interesting and hadn't actually heard it before, is the term fluid workforce. Yeah. So I think for people listening to this who are freelancers or maybe not yet freelancers, but thinking about starting their own thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a really interesting point. And that's something that probably a lot of people could work with. And it's a lot yeah. more accessible than, you know, just starting a business and hiring lots of employees. Definitely. I mean, when you start a business at the end of the day, unless you've got a huge investor or you've got a large amount of money to invest you have to start small yeah. like like I said when I started I only started offering initially like manicures nail art manicures because I hadn't um yet done the pedicure course yeah and it was partly because of time but also investment to go and do that course yeah. and it's absolutely fine to start small to maybe have one or two offerings and then to build up as you get more money yeah because I think a lot of people when they start out first of all they don't realize how much money they need for things Mm -hmm. like having a website you know um investing in products and equipment like nail products and equipment is not cheap and honestly I think at the beginning some people might want to save money by buying like the cheaper brands or the cheaper products you know and it just doesn't set you up for the best offering if you want to be the best you have to buy the best and that means spending money and as I said it's not always feasible for people to just hire somebody like I can't just be like oh I'm going to hire somebody full-time because the way our work is it's not Monday to Friday nine to five it's very up and down so I have to figure out oh okay if I do hire somebody how to go to work how can I ensure that they're constantly productive and busy with work but at the same time they're not just doing things that are not bringing value to the business yeah so definitely so I guess it's the idea which we have discussed before on this podcast of just start because sometimes we try and wait until everything's perfect Mm -hmm. and 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 I can see how that could happen in in your sense as well of it's so true you want to have the best equipment and things like that but then also sometimes you just want to start so it's hard to know where to find that middle ground yeah um but I imagine that's why you started with maybe one service get the best equipment for that yeah and then slowly it's it might be a compromise at the beginning it might be like having to go to I don't know Primark or Boots to get like cotton pads but they are so fluffy and they don't (laughs) they hinder your work as a nail technician because you get fluff everywhere so then when you can you upgrade to like the best lint-free like wipes so that you don't get the fluff and that makes you actually more productive in what you do yeah but obviously you can't 
unless you have got that investment, you can't just start there. Okay. And that's just like a really basic example. No, but that's good, yeah. So, so you have to sort of have a, you can have it mapped out almost yeah. when you're going to get to where. Yeah. And I think that's a, a valid point as well is knowing that having that plan of investing into new things. Because mm-hmm. quite often in business, I think people can make the mistake of thinking when they get more money, okay, so then now I can change my lifestyle or mm-hmm. maybe I could work a little bit less or I can you know have a new car or things like that and it's kind of knowing prioritizing yeah business first and mm-hmm. thinking that money's going to go into making my business more productive yeah and then obviously my benefits will come from that in you know in the future yeah I mean with my business I've always when I started it was my own money it's always been my own money yeah. but the business is at a stage now where the profits I can reinvest that into the business yeah, and that's yeah. like such a great feeling yeah so when I look at the books I'm like oh this is great like this is so much like income or turnover this month but it's constantly going back into the business yeah it's going on to things like education which is another thing that some people may not even realize that now technicians do yeah um yeah more further education better equipment better products things like that or a wider range yeah so, yeah I think that's really important and you sort of mentioned at the beginning in terms of your journey of how you got Mm -hmm. to be here that you I guess you were quite unbalanced in your previous job in terms of it didn't allow you to have that Mm work-life balance and of course when you start a business and you were doing both I'm sure that wasn't it was even worse (laughs) but what would you say now do you feel like how do you feel that your business is for you now do you feel like you have found that I think the difference is that I'm literally doing what I love and when you have so much passion and love for something when you're working it doesn't feel like work you're not like oh my gosh I'm at work I don't want to be here it's literally like I'm tired but I'm actually really enjoying the fact that I get to go and see one of my favorite clients we're going to sit we're going to chat I'm going to give them amazing nails they're going to feel great I'm going to feel a bit more uplifted because I've been feeling tired all day or you'll go to event you're like when you enjoy something it makes all the difference yeah and in my previous job, I really, I don't say I hated it because I didn't hate it. It just got to a point where I could see that I, there was nowhere for me to progress in that industry. Yeah. I had progressed to the point where I couldn't go any further. And when I looked across, there was nowhere else in the business that I wanted to go. So I already knew that this wasn't for me. Yeah. But when you're doing something that is for you, then it's fine. Like, sure, you have a business and it's late nights and early mornings it is for me anyway yeah and I'm a night owl so some days I'll be up until like two o'clock in the morning doing like mail out menus and prepping different things um but it doesn't feel like why am I doing this because I know why I'm doing it I'm doing it because I love what I'm doing it's my business I'm you know I'm trying to reach my end goal and my vision um whereas when you're working for like a large corporation and you're just one of like tens of thousands of people you're just like you're you're a nobody at the end of the day yeah you know the CEO doesn't know who you are and however hard you try you may not get the appreciation and recognition that you feel that you deserve and that's another thing that's what I felt in my in that company I just felt like I tried so hard I was like on talent management programs you know and I was getting recognition to a point but I was really like come on guys (laughs) Yeah. You know, and there was so much red tape. There was so much, so many inefficiencies. So when you have your own business, you can just carve it out the way you want it to be. Like, you make everything 
work for you basically yeah. and I think that's the good thing like I am exhausted don't get me wrong I'm very tired this week and that does make me a bit grouchy but I know that you know I get the opportunity to come speak to people like you I get to go and like see my clients I get to go and do fun events and yeah. that makes up for it you know yeah and you mentioned growth there and obviously growth is the whole mm-hmm. concept behind this podcast so do you feel that being self-employed and, and doing what you're doing now gives you that opportunity for growth that you maybe didn't feel you had before definitely because now there's there's no limit I'm not being told by somebody oh congratulations you got a promotion but actually there's no pay rise like yeah if I want to promote myself then I'll promote myself in my business yeah. <laughs> or like you know you know you set your own standards yes. and you set the boundaries you set the rules mm. so it's it's much better to be honest I think that's something you have to do yourself as well that there could be a lot of people who are self-employed who Mm -hmm. we can stay in the same place because in a set so there's 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 pros and cons but yeah in a sense there's nothing pushing you to have to go outside of that 100 yeah if you're off flow and you Mm -hmm. find where you are you can stay there Mm -hmm. um but obviously having that drive if it's something you're passionate about usually we do want to move forward with it so I guess you're constantly trying to expand your business and that definitely. puts you in new situations mm-hmm. definitely I think it's it's hard because you are accountable to yourself yeah. so like you said unless you have that motivation and that drive you will stay stagnant you're not going yeah. to progress but if you have got that determination and you can see the end picture you understand why you're doing it you know your own motivations I think it's a bit easier yeah but don't get me wrong there are really hard days because I've got like I have a family my yeah. daughter's four now um she's just started school and I actually thought it would be a lot easier for me to start like to get back into like the full swing of work but honestly it is harder because it's harder because I have to do the school runs um and if you think about the time that she's at school it's only nine to three so I've got such a small window from when I've dropped her to school and then when I need to leave to pick her up to get as much work done yeah and so there's different challenges if that makes sense but then at the same time, I have to look back and be like, well, actually, I'm in a really fortunate position. The fact that I can do those school drop-offs, um, yeah. you know, the fact that I'm not working nine to five um, and that my work can be as flexible as I want it to be. So yeah. it's, it swings and roundabouts, you know. I think that's up. life, isn't it? That yeah. Whatever you do, it's always mm-hmm. going to be. And on the subject of which, I'm sure you must have days or even sometimes it's periods, isn't it, where it's, mm-hmm. it's more than days, it can be weeks <laughs> or months, yeah. where you where motivation isn't quite there yeah and that's very I find that that I have I do sometimes have these little ways and it's quite scary because I know nothing's going to come and change it for Mm -hmm. me that what sometimes when you're in a job you just think oh well it will blow over and things get better and something's going to change in the business and that's going to affect me but when I'm working for myself I sometimes think okay if I'm stagnating a little bit something's got to change it's got to come from me otherwise it's on you yeah, yeah. so I, I was just wondering if you have any if you've been through something like that or if all, you the have any, <laughs> <laughs> all the time all the time tips on, on how you overcome it or how you get your mojo um back so most of the time when I'm having a down period it's because I'm just so exhausted so I physically don't have the energy yeah. and then I'm just like oh my gosh what is this so some days I just have to be like, you know what? I don't have any clients today. I don't have any work in the diary. I am literally taking today off and yeah. I'm going to sleep for a lot of today. Or <laughs> I'm going to go to like the spa and just use their facilities and just take time out. Like, yeah. because when you are a freelancer or when you have got your own business, it's so easy to just be in the business 
all the time like you just cannot switch off because it's like if I switch off then I'm not growing the business or I'm not progressing the business but at the end of the day you need to look after yourself because if you don't as you said you're just going to be on a downer and that doesn't help anybody and that's just not good for you so it's definitely about just taking time but also I have a few people who I'll just message and be like oh my gosh I'm having like a really bad day today and this is why um and then they'll respond and they'll be like yeah this is my day too and it's equally as bad (laughs) or you know you just to have the opportunity to chat to somebody about it I think it's very important and somebody who understands so like a fellow freelancer or a fellow business owner um or even like a coach um just having somebody there who you can talk to is really important I think and um saying that I've actually just started well I'm going to start um like a small support group for nail technicians who work by themselves like sole nail technicians and that's really spurred on by the fact that we went to an event a few weeks ago and then afterwards we went we all went for lunch together and we hardly ever see each other or get the chance to do that and just to do that and actually to chat about nail related things issues that we've been having it was really nice and everybody sort of came away and was like you know what ladies that was lovely let's try and do this more frequently yeah so I wanted to create like a a community so that we could do that and I think that's important because even me mm-hmm. I'm just like so in my own head sometimes yeah and it's really easy to just be like oh my gosh I'm so, yeah I'm so overwhelmed I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> why I'm doing it or you know yeah. but definitely take stop like if you feel like you're exhausted stop sleep you know yeah. and you'll feel much better for it yeah I, I agree with that because I think sometimes we're so, like you said, we're so in our business yeah. that we can't actually see the out, the outside view, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And so you don't, I kind of sometimes feel like I don't know what my goal, I don't know where I'm going Yeah, because I'm just too close. Whereas if I could step back and see the rest of the path, mm-hmm. then I would know. So it's quite counterintuitive, but it's, just, it's similar to what you said, that if everything is getting on top of you and... So sometimes my business is slowing down. So mm-hmm. what you would think is, okay, you need to push harder. Yeah. And obviously you try that, but then sometimes you think, okay, this isn't working. Mm. I'm just, I just don't go to the gym for three days, yeah. which is, don't go in and do any clients and don't mm. go and try and pick up any leads and, and stuff, which is really counterintuitive. But then because you've got that distance, when you go back in, you feel refreshed. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it's something that seems very abnormal because especially in the world where people go to work nine to five, mm-hmm if they've got a big project or something the last thing you do if things get stressful is just don't go to work yeah. but I think sometimes you really have to do that when you are your own you have business. to and you know I think as well like I'm much better now but it's getting out of the mindset of always being busy yeah like, why do I need exactly to constantly busy like I could be busy sitting on my sofa watching Netflix like yeah. that's not productive it's about being productive yeah and actually I don't want to work every single day in fact I just want to work as and when or like minimal yeah but be super productive like if I can get everything that I need to get done in four hours a day then I'm going to do that you know and for me I used like when I didn't have things in the diary I used to be like oh my gosh don't have anything coming in the diary and I used to fret a little bit yeah but now I'm like that's great because now I've got time to focus on these other things that I wanted to do but I have not had the time to do yeah or I'm going to sit and read my book I'm you know just use that time productively and productively doesn't necessarily mean focusing on your business it could just mean going to a cafe or going to a restaurant having a nice lunch by yourself or with a friend you know yeah doing the things that you haven't had the chance to do or the time to do that resonates so much because 
I used to feel, I think, I think this is coming yeah. from a similar way, but, but feel guilt. Yeah. If they're in the middle of the day. So I'd go and do morning clients. But then mm-hmm. if I come back and I've got a couple of hours and if I wasn't straight onto my laptop to mm-hmm. do it, I would feel guilty. Yeah. And I would have to constantly be, so I would just fill my day with silly things. Yeah. Just so that I felt like mm-hmm. I was worthy because I was busy. Yeah. And now it's so much more like the self and career blends into one. Yeah. So I see going to a cafe and sitting there and having yeah. coffee as productive because it's what I need for my mental yeah. health or my definitely. Stay. So I think that it's quite an uncomfortable feeling at first mm. to get used to giving yourself a break. Yeah, it's like being sat at home while other people are in the office. But eventually, it's it's um, like a short term break for a long term reward. Definitely. It? Like if I go and take myself out for lunch by myself, then like my husband comes home and says, "Oh, what did you do today?" I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, I had a few clients." Then I went for lunch, and then he'd be like, "Oh, it's, it's all right for some." Yeah, and it's like babe don't you understand what I do like I'm literally trying to run a business look after like our daughter yeah. and all of this you know it's a lot like give me a break it's a different lifestyle yeah it doesn't it's different. mean it's not easier or yeah. harder that's the thing is that people try to make those things but I think we can't yeah. really it's just it's different too, yeah it's exactly apples and pears. yeah exactly. <laughs> love the analogy um so maybe I'm going to go into a deeper question now maybe you could try and tell us your biggest or most important lesson that you've learned through your life, through being a freelancer and through running this business? I think it's just, just do it. Yeah. And just do it even if you're scared. Because I remember, I would say about five years ago, I would get so many opportunities coming to me, like just randomly by email, because through the website. Yeah. And, you know, I remember I got a request, oh, you know, we've got a big job that we'd need 10 nail technicians. And then at the time I was like, no, I can't do this. This is like way too scary. I don't even know 10 nail technicians. So I think I actually ignored that email. I didn't even respond. And that was just like the fear. I don't know why it's silly, but I just didn't respond. And then at some point I was like, why did I do that? Like, I just need to like level up and just be like, I'm just going to reply and then I think from there, I was like, I can do any event. I know loads of nail technicians or I can find loads of amazing nail technicians who want to come yeah. and work for me or like with me on my amazing events. And I think once I changed that mindset and was like, I'm just going to do it, then everything changed. Yeah. You know, we've it's done... self-sabotage sometimes, yeah, isn't it? Like, 100%. Fear of failing so we don't, we just don't take yeah. it, the chance. And yeah. then obviously we're the only one that, mm-hmm. that loses out from that. Definitely. I mean, I'm still learning, don't get me wrong, but most of the time it's a case of just just do it. Yeah. You know, if you, you will learn from it. You okay. know, if you feel like, oh, I'm not quite ready, the experience will make you ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if it goes wrong, okay, it might go wrong, but you'll know for next time and you yeah. won't know unless you do it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that does. That's so, how we learn. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. So, yeah, just go for it. And if you want something, don't be afraid to ask people as well because – they could say no, but at least you've asked. Yeah. There's been so many times when I thought, oh, I, I want to ask, yeah, I don't know, this company or brand for something or this person for something. I think they could say no, but I'm just going to ask anyway. Yeah. And then they turn around and say yes. And you're like, what? What did I stress <laughs> about? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, this works. Yeah. So, you know, just, just do it. Well, they say you don't get 100% of the opportunities you don't ask for, right? So, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So that, honestly, that's been a big turning um, learning curve and like a big turning point just asking for things or just doing it and just yeah. being being confident like you're doing what you do because you're great at it at the yeah. end of the day and 
you just have to believe in that and then just go for it. And it's energy as well. The other person or the other party can sense Exactly, yeah. And honestly, when it comes to business, if somebody's approached you for work, they already know that you're amazing and they want to work with you, which is why they're contacting you. So, you know, if there's something that you want from them or, you know, if you're a bit reluctant to tell them your fees, just do it. Yeah. And if they say, oh, I'm sorry, it's out of our budget, then you say, okay, that's fine. Um you know, come back to me when you've got a better budget. Yeah. <laughs> but in obviously not those terms, yeah. but, um, or, you know, if it's a brand that you really want to work with, then negotiate with them. Yeah. Or that's, that's just like a basic example of things. Yeah. It's like the door, there's so many possibilities, but you have to, you know, ask before you can get, yeah. get to that point. And so the last question then is kind of similar and it is what you perceive to be the growth factor. So the growth factor is like the branded podcast terms mm-hmm. or, the practice mindset maybe personality trait that you think makes someone successful or gives them the opportunity to grow to where they want to be I definitely think it's tenacity just having that determination yeah just you have to be determined because you will get setbacks yeah there will be down days as you said um there'll be times when people say no or and there'll be times when you just feel like oh my gosh like nothing is going right in this business or in this world and you just have to have the determination to keep going yeah because so many people will give up and if you just keep going then you'll be fine yeah you know and then just keep going just keep persevering keep trying to improve yourself through like learning from others or going to events and things you know there's nothing coming through your door put yourself out there like yeah. just go for it try different things so yeah, yeah it's not it's not giving up basically I like that that gives me you know how I am with analogy yeah <laughs> I just like this image I don't know why I think there's going to be some batteries there but you know the Duracell bunny yeah I've got now an image of a load of Duracell bunnies yeah. walking to a finish line and then the point is that like they all just drop off don't they yeah Edbert? and that you're going to get there if you just yeah. keep going you exactly. will get there it's just that you have to just keep going and yeah. that's the I think sometimes we complicate it and think there's a magic trick or a magic secret or something to get in where you want to be. But it's just a case of it might take you a long time, but if you just keep going in that direction, you will get there. Exactly. And I think that's it as well. I think people, we're in a day and age where people just want instant results and it's not instant. So you just have to keep going, right? Just be determined, be that, that force behind yourself. Yeah. And it will work out. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Could you you give everyone a little place they can find you maybe social media or your website yeah sure so on all social media instagram facebook twitter i'm nails by mets which is m-e-t-s that's my nickname (laughs) name um or my website www.nailsbymets.com amazing thank Thank you you. so much leela i really enjoyed it thanks for having me